The name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the money. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. It's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. And any small man and never forget! Kill Bond! Now! To the right! To the right! To the right! Shocking. Positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice trade. <laughs> Welcome back to 007, a James Bond podcast, as we are here to recap a Roger... Oh, hang on. No. Oh, we're still not doing that one. Oh, okay. Uh, we are here to do an analysis of the second trailer for No Time to Die. That's right. Another episode on Bond 25. I think we are officially eclipsing our Spectre coverage now, even though that might not necessarily be our fault. But a second trailer dropped this week. We are here to go over everything that happened in it because this is what we do. It's exciting. I'm excited. If they delay it one more time, I'm going to find a bat in China and kill it. That's all I can think of doing. Uh, my name is Ben, and I like things tidy. And my name is Colin, and I'm a disarm young man. I've always thought that about you, Colin. Um, this, this is exciting. I feel like I, I'm underselling this. This is actually uh, an exciting moment to have Hold on. a. Let's 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 take two then. <laughs> We're doing the Bond No Time to Die trailer episode. Ah! I think I think the last time we did was it our second trailer for Spectre or the first one where you were fully crapping yourself. Whereas you know I feel like <laughs> fully crap. I think we were fully fully crapped by the final trailer, so right. we need to be fully knitting a cat right now. Yeah, fully fully knitting a cat. That was our last you know uh, episode on this. But um, yeah, I mean this kind of was expected that we were going to get a second trailer. It sort of was announced earlier in the week. Then we got it. We got a new poster. We got the cover artwork for the soundtrack. It's been a pretty big week, which. I guess is good news, it seems. I think we are on track now for this to be released in about, what, eight weeks or so? So uh, initial thoughts on the week of Bond news, the week of the trailer. Um, just it, It's exciting. It's, it's happening, Colin. I think it's actually going to happen this time. Fifth time lucky. It's no time to die in 2020, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Uh, well, I said I said be a bit excited, not like blowing oh, okay. over excited. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like uh, the reaction online is the same as mine. Is that it, it's it's not even so much the excitement of oh this trailer looks great. Oh, I can't wait. They showed us this. It's that this movie is coming out, and they wouldn't have released this trailer if they weren't intending to still release this movie in November. Uh, so that's the real excitement is the movie will finally happen. Now, for the trailer itself, I, I feel like it's more of what we saw the first time around. The big excitement for me is the humor in the trailer. It, it's it's very funny at times. It seems more lighthearted than what we got out of Skyfall and Spectre. Uh, and the slow progression of Daniel Craig's humor in his movies, I think, has finally reached a point now where, to me, this doesn't quite feel like Roger Moore movie, but this feels like this could have been a trailer for a Pierce Brosnan movie or a Sean Connery movie. Yeah, I, I have to say that, you know, the first trailer I sort of watched it and was like, oh, okay, and then kind of, you know, the more and more I watched it, the more and more I liked it. This one I just watched straight away and I'm like, damn, that looks great. 
Um, and I don't know if, again, that just builds up to the whole fact of I'm so dying for this movie. I just want it to be released. Uh, or there is just, no time to die for this there movie. There is no time to die <laughs> except for however many people have died for COVID. Uh, sorry, that was a bit insensitive, but welcome to 007. Um, but no, this it, it really looks great. It looks really, really exciting. I think kind of a lot more action, a lot more things to see. The humour I'm with you there um, really adds to it. And... Yeah, I think, as I often say on these episodes whenever we're talking about the Craig films, as maybe the only defender of Spectre in 2020 still, the fact that I still think that that's the best Craig movie um, when it comes to uh, particularly the humor side of things. It looks like we're going more down that path, and I'm like, yes, finally we're getting back to where we should be with Bond. So, um, yeah, I mean, gosh, and the, the music in this trailer was fantastic. More Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. Um, just... just Make it November already, all right? Just, just come on. I should have seen this 12 months ago. We should be watching. We should be doing a full recap of this movie right now, shouldn't we? We should have crapped our pants multiple times over by now. <laughs> um, I mean, what were some of the standouts for you in in the trailer? I, I think kind of... I, I really appreciated more Safin, really, more Rami Malek. Mm. And I think these... Rumors, Doctor No, everything. It's really, I think, getting a little bit more steam now after this because sort of the lair, the the, the way he's dressed, his comment about things being a little bit more tidy. Uh, I, I'm really buying into the Doctor No vibes here, Colin. Uh, yeah. I really, really am. And I, I, I think this is... If he's not Dr. No, he, he might be Dr. Yes. I don't know. Maybe they'll go for something a little bit different just to kind of pull the wool Doctor, over our Doctor, Doctor Maybe. <laughs> Doctor Maybe. Doctor Nine. He'll be like German or something like that. Um, but yeah, God, I mean, are you are you on the train? Are you on the Dr. No train here? I, I, I really am. Yeah, you know, we talked about in the first trailer reaction that we just weren't seeing what everybody else was picking apart because they were just picking apart the littlest things. And uh this time around, you know, I don't think I paid such close attention the first time I watched the trailer. And then I think it was when uh, Noah had commented. By the way, Noah is still part of our Facebook group, just yep. not a part of the show. Yep. <laughs> but uh, Noah's first reaction was like, oh, yeah, he is totally Dr. No. And I'm like, "Did I? Well, let me go back and watch this because he seems very convinced. And I watched the trailer a second time. And it was all the things that you mentioned that I picked up on again. It was the dress. Uh, it, it was, you know, the, the way the character was being presented more than anything for me, it was the accent. The accent feels like he's doing Joseph Wiseman's accent from Dr. No. Uh, so as soon as it was sort of pointed out and I was looking for it, I can totally see it now. Um, the, the, the main speculation that I'm having now is, uh, it, we're, we were all very afraid when they released sort of that tagline of, you know, everything changes, like, great, so are they actually going to kill James Bond? Are they, are they actually going to, you know, recast James Bond is a, a different person where James Bond 007 is just a code or a code name, a, a number, and an assigned title? Uh, but having seen this and with the introduction of Safin and potentially Dr. No, I'm really thinking that that everything changes tagline that they're using is simply about we are going to restart the original chronology. So up until now, it's been original stories, maybe some 
things loosely inspired by, you know, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service that we got last time. But now if we get Dr. No, that means in the future, we're going to be getting uh, Red Grant again. We're going to be getting um, Scaramanga at some point would be great. Uh, we, we could potentially really do a proper Moonraker and Hugo Drax. Like, I think that <laughs> is what this is leading towards. I thought you were going to say we could really finally do a proper Gustav Graves and finally <laughs> give that what it's meant to do. And just Ian on that Fleming's note, quickly, hang on, no, shut up, shut up, Colin, let's no. play this. No. Sorry. <laughs> you know... I should have left this show when Noah did. <laughs> Dr. Noah, uh, to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've never thought about that. That would be actually quite fantastic. Um, I mean, okay, at the same time, we don't want all the movies remade. We don't just want From Russia With Love 2.0, Goldfinger 2.0, because, you know, they're classics in their own right. But, I mean, as we've kind of seen with this, it, you can sort of rejig it reboot it and still have the same characters i mean we've got blowfeld we know we've got blowfeld so i mean if you have dr no you don't have to have the same story you can just have it the same universe and paint it a different way so it's it's no different to you know how many supermans have we had batmans are the same character same characters in them but uh, you know you've got different stories around them and just different takes on them so that you, would actually you- be kind of cool do you know the one thing that would sort of lead me away from that um is and, and again they could have just been manipulating things in the way they edited the trailer but there's the moment where blofeld refers to which i'm, I'm guessing he's referring to safin as his his nemesis or his enemy or something like that mm. and I'm like well dr no would actually be working for him Beloved but again, number I could four. Just, yeah exactly <laughs> uh but um you know maybe he was referring to dent and dent was somebody that blofeld just never approved of we don't know uh, or miss tarot but uh I, yeah i i think that uh that could just be the way they're editing the trailer uh but it also could just be we're putting a new spin on the stories like you know introducing Bro- blofeld last time it was done completely different they were reusing for the first time an original character that uh not original character i guess a pre-existing character in an original way whereas if they did go forward and just said, we're going to start reusing some of those original stories, they don't have to completely remake it. I mean, they can do it in a way where it's like, okay, this will be from Russia with love, but with obviously a completely modern twist on it and, and just opening up the door for them to kind of put their own spin on these stories without actually remaking. Cause I don't think they'll ever get to the point where they just retell Ian Fleming's stories, unless it is one like Moonraker uh, potentially the man with a golden gun or spy who loved me where they never really fully adapted or you only live twice would be the one I'd be really excited about. Well, I mean, a weird thing you could kind of compare it to, and this is a very weird direction, of course, is, is maybe the Jurassic World franchise because, you know, a lot of what they've done in some of those movies is they've kind of taken elements from the Michael Crichton novels that were never used in the original mm-hmm. Jurassic Park trilogy and kind of adapt that into something else. And kind of if, if you've read the first two, the only two Jurassic Park books, you'll kind of get what they're doing with those. So, I mean, there's definitely elements. I've, I've never read them. I don't know. I just listened to you two. Uh, from the books, of course, <laughs> that have never been used, which they could easily use, and you can just use same characters. I mean, we're about to see that in the third Jurassic World. They're using a character that uh, briefly appeared in the movie, was a much more prominent character in the books, and kind of bringing them back into that universe. So, I mean, you can easily do that with... Dr. No. Uh, Dr. No. <laughs> no time to time. I'm already on the page. If It's just called Dr. No. Wait but- a second. They, I, <laughs> no, that is actually crazy that I didn't even connect the dots of 
the name No in No Time to Die <laughs> could be Doctor <laughs> No Doctor Time to no Die. No Time to Die. Would this be the first movie in history where the title <laughs> is actually revealed to be something different on release? It's like it's it's Harley Quinn and Emancipation and whatever the hell it is. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden with that, but I mean, I just like. I know we've talked a lot about Rami Malek. I, I know you're you're not not a fan of Rami Malek. You just weren't a fan of him in in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but there's just something about him in this trailer that just gets me so much more excited. We see more of him. We hear more. Like you even get more of an emphasis on the face, like the the scars that are on his face, the mask. mask. Like one of the mask scenes, it almost looks like the mask is smiling. Like it looks, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's creepy as all heck. Um, it just, oh, I'm so excited for him. Like I, I'm a huge defender of Christoph Waltz's Blofeld. I think I listed him as the best Blofeld. And again, you know, give or take that, because a lot of people have, over the years, since we've done all those rankings and talked about Spectre is, you know, Spectre always keeps going down and people seem to rip more into Christoph Waltz's uh, Blofeld. But, I mean, we're on track here for, for three outstanding villains in a row. Obviously, we've had three consecutive Academy Award winners playing villains, so you expect them to be good. But, Oh, he just looks so goddamn good in this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say what Noah did. Oh, this is looking like the best trailer. This is going to be the best ever, and this, she's going to be the best Bond girl of all time. Um, go back and listen to our Spectre coverage. But I mean, gosh, if if this trailer lives up to what I'm thinking he's going to be, if we redid our villain rankings, he's going to be very high up on my list. Are you talking about Saffin or are you talking about Blofeld? Saffin. I mean, we'll okay. get to Blofeld, but no, Saffin. He just, oh, I'm so excited for Saffin. Yeah, and you know what, what's weird is that you could say, okay, well, you've only seen two minutes of footage of him. That's approximately what we got of Joseph Wiseman's Dr. No in Dr. No, because he entered the movie like when the last scene. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for him as the villain. And uh, as you said, I'm not not a fan of his. It's just I've literally only seen Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, which I thought, you know, not not knocking even his performance in that movie so much as I'm just knocking that that is not an award-worthy performance. It is simply a guy miming actions in a song. And when he does act, acting in a pretty poorly written script. So again, none of it his fault, but it's good to see him doing something where it's not an impression of somebody. Uh, and maybe he'll win a proper Academy Award this time for uh, a James Bond movie. We've never had an acting uh, award or even nomination for a James Bond movie. And I think mm. that's a shame. I'm not, I'm not saying, okay, let's, let's go back and, you know, trace all the Oscar snubs from James Bond movies in the past. There are some in there. Like I think Robert Shaw, I mean, you could rob- nominate Robert Shaw for any movie, but it wouldn't have been crazy if he got a nomination from, from Russia with love. Toby but- Stevens. Toby Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maude Adams. <laughs> Denise <Richards>. but, uh- <laughs> Well, gone too far now uh but uh, <laughs> at least in this modern era of bond i mean i could make a strong argument that mads mickelson was at least worthy of conversation and that javier bardem i think was beyond worthy of conversation i feel like that was an oscar snub uh so maybe we can get to a point where uh the uh rami malik love and the lack of movies released in 2020 could actually lead us to an acting nomination in a bond movie just uh, quickly, while uh, we're on the topic of Rami Malek, you mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody, of course. I'd actually be really intrigued thinking about this now, just on a slight tangent. Who maybe would have been better playing Freddie Mercury? I've actually just got Pierce Brosnan on the line right now, actually. Pierce, who do you think would be better at playing uh, Freddie Mercury? Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. Oh, okay. Oh, I, same thing I was thinking. Whoa. <laughs> that would have been a good, good 
uh, portrayal there by Dame Shirley. <laughs> I, I um, never thought about that, but we we, <laughs> we potentially missed it. Um, thanks for that, Pierce. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad we've got him on call. Like at any. <laughs> And he figured out how to use the microphone with just enough time to respond. I know, I know. He's like a well-trained cat. Knit your own cat, no? <laughs> Train your own cat. With Knit your own Pierce. <laughs> there, there's our episode title. Um. <laughs> oh God. Um. There's a reason why no one listens to us. So, um, just on Blofeld though, I, I, it's an interesting, again, kind of only a brief little snippet of him. I, I, I've just got a vibe that this is kind of going to be the only scene we get of him, but I feel there'll be some sort of twist at the end that will kind of have him escape or set up something that he'll, you know, come back as a big bad in another movie. But it, we'll it's meet it. again, boys! <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay for this, James Bond! <laughs> you and those pesky kids! <laughs> If it wasn't for you with that pesky MI6, <laughs> I would have gotten away with it, you see? Uh, <laughs> but um, it seems as though they have to work together in this movie. Yeah. So, you know, this is, come on, we're setting this up for the classic double cross. I'm going to work together. Oh, what a shame. I'm actually the big bad all along. So um, I'm calling it now. It's not the biggest call ever. But, uh, I mean, what's your take on the two seconds of Blofeld we got in this trailer? Similar to the two seconds we got, of course, in the uh, the first trailer. Same as you, I'm thinking this is going to be one extended scene and then maybe an appearance at the end that's going to set him up to be the proper Blofeld that, uh, and and that's no knock against. I'm not, you know, on the bandwagon of, oh, Christoph Waltz was bad as Blofeld, but it was an introduction to Blofeld and we will get the proper Ian Fleming Blofeld going forward. So I completely agree with you on that. Uh, one thing that I thought was very different in this trailer was Madeline's character because the first trailer really was presented in a way where it was almost like she became the adversary to Bond. Uh, and in this, it feels more like, I guess, what you would expect the story to be, which is something from the past comes up. And maybe there's a little bit of distrust, but it's not like they're at odds in this trailer. So I kind of am confused as to which direction they're going. Is this, you know, Madeline betrayed Bond in some way and, and now it's Madeline versus Bond or is it, you know, Bond realized that she was hiding something and that just sort of leads him on the mission. I'm still on the Madeline dies bandwagon. I think I've, we've all been on that bandwagon since the end of Spectre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've got really anything else to add on that, but because uh, yeah, I think that the, the heavy focus in this trailer was um, around um, oh gosh, what am I, Lashana Lynch? So yeah. a lot of focus on her, and she's still looking absolutely incredible, uh, you know, in, in this role. But um, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Madeline dying this movie? Are we, are we all but putting on bets for this that this is going to happen? Uh, it's, it's, it's no bet. I, I feel like the only thing that would um, take away from that is if this does eventually lead into retelling original stories. Do they want to have Madeline die and then later do the same thing with Tracy? Who knows? That could eventually work. You, you, you do like this. Uh, Trilogy of Bond loses his girlfriend movies, <laughs> Casino Royale, No Time to Die, and Automatically Secret Service at some point in the future. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like her presence in any of these trailers is big enough to really make it that she survives this movie. And I think when her character is as big as it was in Spectre leading into this, 
she would have to be a major, major part of this movie to be a character that survives. And I feel like a lot of the footage we're seeing doesn't include her. It's just sort of those select scenes like Blofeld. So probably a similar role. Uh, the other problem I would have with that, though, is the light tone in this movie and Bond being very jokey, uh, seeming to be in good spirits, almost having fun. You know, I, I don't feel like you could necessarily kill her and have Bond sort of making wisecracks and puns. Unless there's sort of, maybe they have a subplot where Q's constantly, Bond, I'm really concerned that you're not grieving the way you should be. (laughs) And it just becomes a thing of therapy for him. Who knows? But this movie is, I feel like this could just be a thing of like overanalyzing, but this movie is all different things at one time. It's so hard to pinpoint what we're going to get from this. Well, I think it's it's actually interesting going back and listening to some of our Spectre trailer coverage and, and listening to what we got right, what we got wrong. Um, and they're really, I don't know if we got much wrong. Like, I don't think we went out of our way to say like, oh, you know, Blofeld is his father or something like that. I actually legitimately think there was some weird joke in one of our trailer episodes where one of us mentioned something about them being related. I'm not even joking. We clearly are a visionary <laughs> podcast. But, um, yeah, I think... They rewrote the movie and reshot it after hearing us. They listened to our episode. (laughs) I'm like, that's a good idea. Stepbrother Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, that's what we will do. But, yeah, I think kind of with this trailer and the other... Yeah, there's not a whole lot that you can kind of come out of it with entirely. Um, So, but, I mean, that that makes it good for us in these episodes. A lot lot of the fans to analyse and everything along those lines. Um, you know, Lashana Lynch, again, looking fantastic. Oh. But we get a little bit about um, the other. So it was Anna de Armas. Is that how I'm saying mm-hmm. her name pr- correctly? So she's a, an associate of Felix's, basically, Paloma. So um, we kind of see a little bit of her as well. So this is a sort of a rare Bond movie where we look like we've kind of got three Bond girls in a, in a way. Uh, what would mm-hmm. our last movie have been with three Bond girls? Um Die I mean, another day if you include Madonna? <laughs> yeah, well, you always include Madonna. Come on. Um, I was also thinking of, well, I guess it's not. she's not really a Bond girl if you classify a conquest, is it? The golden eye with what's her face the, in the Ferrari, uh, not the Ferrari, yes, <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the, I can um, imagine the lead up, the, the podcast leading up to golden eyes. And this uh, therapist in the car, <laughs> she's going to be a major player in this movie. <laughs> well, Davidoff got a poster. She surely should have gotten yeah. a poster. Uh, oh, poor Davidoff. Hashtag bring back Davidoff. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously Madeline's kind of a, a returning Bond girl and an anonym, anonymously, I cannot say that word properly, so kind of we've technically got the two. But, uh, hey, I'm still hanging out for a Monica Bellucci reappearance as well. Yeah. Never say never again. What a shit movie that was. <laughs> um, anything to add on our, uh, I guess, two main Bond girls outside of, of Madeline? Uh, I mean, Anna Darmus, they're just sort of presenting what you expect a bond girl to be here's an associate you see her in a dress you see a little bit of action that's pretty much it uh lashana lynch this is more exciting because uh, i don't think anybody was really sure what to expect of her and uh, another thing that i think we're all pretty much on the same page with is that she is 007 when this movie starts because bond had retired and there had to be a new 007 uh but the amount of personality that I feel like this trailer gives, because last time we saw a lot of her in action, but she looks like physically she's going to be great in the action. And we only really had the the one line from her the previous time that showed any personality, which is about the, the, the one knee that works or whatever. This time, I mean, not only does she seem like she's got loads of personality and fits in as a double O, but just the look of her. I mean, I think um, 
the one where she's got the sunglasses in the nightclub and everything. I'm like, this looks like, you know, a, a, a double O spy now. Th- this is the type of character who's got an iconic appearance, who's got, you know, I- iconic physical presence, who's got humor and everything. I'm not saying I want her to take over 007 and let's make the Lashana Lynch James Bond, but I'm saying this is the type of character that I'm excited about because I feel like it belongs in classic Bond. And more than anything with this movie, I just feel like this this seems like a classic Bond movie and she fits right in. I agree. I agree. And like even some of the humor, like I love that bit when she's with Money Penny and says the, you know, I see why you shot him. And what does she say? Something like, yeah. oh, everyone does it once or something like that. Like <laughs> j- just, just funny. I, I like that. Um, yeah. So no, I, I'm, I'm excited for her. She, she's, she looks really great. And uh, hopefully we just don't pull the woke ending. And all of a sudden we realize that she's now the new James Bond because, uh, We'll cross that bridge if that ever comes. But speaking of the bridge, uh, extended bridge sequence, lots of action. <laughs> what a segue that was, Ben Waterworth. Yeah. Um, which looks fantastic. Uh, there's, there's people crawling down a skyscraper. Uh, there's a that was very tenant of them, wasn't it? Yeah, I know, right? Very tenant of them. Robert Pattinson, <laughs> even one of those. even backwards from what we saw on Tenet. Yeah, exactly. Download our Oz Network review now available um but there's uh there's like an oil rig exploding in the background in one scene there's a car chase through a forest uh, i love mm-hmm. that kind of closing shot where the car sort of flips in front of bond and bond just tries to like oh, mow yeah. it down uh even like the the fighting sort of the hand-to-hand combat like in tunnels there's like one in an office it's kind of got a bit of a skyfall sort of vibe with the lighting in the background underwater because, yeah underwater the planes flying down I, I still love that that ice shot of of rami malik just yeah. shooting through the ice looks absolutely fantastic there's even like a battleship maybe we're going to get bond in a navy uniform i know we just recently talked did spy who loved me <laughs> and we talked about how we haven't seen him in a naval uniform since tomorrow never dies so craig's due to be in a naval uniform the forest actually with that car flipping just the way it's like foggy and like mysterious mm-hmm. looking like it's a bit jurassic parky almost but um I mean, visually, this movie looks absolutely fantastic. There's a, there's a shot. Uh, it looks like he's in some sort of um, giant room with lots of people in tuxedos and kind of a spotlight shines on Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, very kind of reminiscent Spectre-ish. of the Spectre. Yeah, the Spectre scene. So, I mean, there's nothing to complain about visually. This film looks amazing. The plane that flies over the water at some point as well. Um, and even more of the guns coming out of oh, the yeah. Aston Martin, which yeah. is a, that's... Oh, that's that's a selling point for the movie right there. And that should have be its own poster. And there's a shot of an Aston Martin here, the Valhalla, which is a famous uh, ice cream brand in Tasmania. Can I just point that out? So, um, <laughs> I mean, gosh, this this just looks like a beautiful looking movie. The only thing that scares me is the rumored runtime of this movie. Uh, which uh, have you read what it supposedly is? You're either going to tell me it's a Quantum of Solace like 20 minute movie or it's a freaking three and a half hour movie that I'm going to have to start like uh, locking in some time right now to watch. Yeah, so apparently the running time is two hours and 43 minutes. Holy Uh, smokes, Batman. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Now this is what uh, it was rumored to be before the April release. And again, they said that they locked this movie at that point. Um, I don't know if they've trimmed anything since then, but it feels very long. Uh, What a world is not enough might be um, uh, one of the longer ones, which I think is like two hours, 20 minutes. I think Casino Royale was around 220. I think Spectre was just like 225 or something like that. 243. I mean, when you consider trailers for a movie, that is a three hour experience of sitting in a theater. And maybe this will be the greatest movie ever, but 
I, I don't know. It's just uh, that feels very long for a Bond movie. <sighs> Look, it's one of those things where, like, we remember when we heard about um, was it Last Jedi was the longest Star Wars movie, and we kind of were like, yeah. Is that going to be good? Is that going to be bad? And, well, we know how that turned out. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, all jokes aside with The Last Jedi, I think everyone can agree you could easily trim a large portion out of that movie anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking at you, Casino Planet Scenes. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that really bothers me because in some aspect that kind of – it could go the other way. It could be brilliant. Like, we could be going, wow, that was really worthy of two hours and 40 minutes. So mm-hmm. – I completely get what you're saying, um, but I guess runtime's not something that really bothers me. To me, it's just like, oh, cool, I get extra bond. Hopefully it's mm. good and it lives up to it. So that's that's the way I look at it. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's just the little clues in it with everything, though, outside of like that, which who knows how it's going to turn out. Like what is, at one point he says something like, if we don't do this, there's nothing left to save. Basically, this is yeah. like an end-of-the-world movie because it's kind of like everyone exactly. will die. We're, we're back to... We haven't had an end-of-the-world James Bond since Die Another Day, right? Um, so mm. we're back. Lasers in space. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Robocop suits. Finally, finally. It's been 18 years. But, Gene uh, therapy. You know what? Safin will literally become Dr. No. Virtual reality and cigars. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Finally made it. We kept joking that Daniel Craig is due for a die another day of his um of his franchise, so he hasn't had one yet. <laughs> but um I mean, who knows how that could work into the to the runtime, uh, you know, it's high stakes, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's also very important to remember that we we got to leave this somewhere where another actor can just pick this up. Yeah. And that's, this is going to be one of the most unique Bond movies that we're ever going to see, because as we've said, this is really the first Bond movie where this is, this is it. This is, you know, sure. We you know only this live is tw- it. Yeah. Like you only live twice. Sure. But I mean, that was the sixties where kind of, you know, nothing was connected overly and things like that. That wasn't a thing that they did back then. You know, this mm-hmm. would, this would be like, I mean, we know that Robert Downey Jr. is supposedly not coming back as Iron Man. Well, we're going to get another Iron Man movie. I don't know. This is this is a very unique thing that I don't think we've ever had in any franchise where it's all but 100%. I mean, I guess Hugh Jackman, we know he's not coming back as Wolverine, but it's also not like a Bond franchise where we generally know there's going to be one of these movies every two or three years. We don't know when the next Wolverine yeah. movie will be. So this is so unique how they're going to have to leave this, um, which does get me a bit fearful that they are going to make... Uh, sort of this set up as uh, Lashana Lynch's James Bond coming up. But um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this point, but it's just, it's just, it's going to be fascinating with that in the back of your mind. Remember, again, Star Wars again, Rise of Skywalker last year, we kind of knew it was the last one, supposedly, until Disney makes more. But at least you know it's going to wrap up, right? So there's that whole part in the back of your mind watching this where you're going, where's the Anakin cameo? Where's this? Where's that? And nothing ever fucking happened. So like this, I feel there's going to get to a point, particularly if it's a longer movie as well and it's dragging out a bit, we're going to be thinking like, well, okay, where's this going? How are they going to end this with Daniel Craig? Like what's happening? Kind of, it's going to be interesting. Really, there's only three ways they can do this. They can kill off James Bond which is a complete conclusion to this series. Uh, I don't think they'd ever go that route because the outrage they probably wouldn't recover from. And I mean, even Barbara Broccoli has said James Bond is who James Bond is. Uh, Ian Fleming's James Bond is what we're making. We're never going to mess with that too much. 
they could go the route of um, uh, just rebooting the continuity, saying, okay, this is the end of the series. James Bond officially retires, and the next actor takes over, and it's another Casino Royale. I also don't like that because I feel like what set James Bond apart from those first 20 movies is that you were just simply recasting. They were all in the same universe. And then every once in a while, they would have a tie to like Roger Moore mentioning a George Lazenby movie uh, so that you realize it is one character. And we're living in this age where just reboot everything every few years is starting to, you know, really wear on people as well. So I don't think they'll go that route. But I was really struggling with how do they end this and recast with another actor because they've made such a point of, Daniel Craig's age, but then I realized that it, it wasn't until like right before we recorded, I realized they've never made a point of what James Bond's age is in this. It's just the physical toll everything's taken on him. We don't know how long of a gap there is in years in between Quantum of Solace and Skyfall or Skyfall Spectre and Spectre to this. But the, the only thing they really mention is that, you know, physically he, he's taken a huge beating. So his age is never the issue. And then when you think about the original novels, which I'm sure you're familiar with by now, you own uh, how many of them do you own now? I've got at least six of them. I've just (laughs) and you read how many pages? I read the spine in the front of it to make sure I've got (laughs) the right one. There you go. Uh, So you're familiar with the way that Ian Fleming wrote the character as being not a man who was old, but a man who whose body was giving out. Uh, And so I'm not really as worried now about can we just pick up in Bond 26 with a new actor still as part of this continuity? Because it's it's never been about Daniel Craig's age. I feel like if you made it, oh, he's too old, he has to retire, then you run into problems. But if you just make it, he's taken a beating, now we have met up with Sean Connery's James Bond. Yeah, and I think this is a you know a glaring issue with the the Craig era is that it's so connected and that you kind of do worry how it happens when they pick it up uh, with another actor because you could easily do that back in the day with Bond and sort of you don't think about it for a second. But who knows, again, they they might, as you kind of alluded to at the very beginning, kind of just be picking up here from kind of like the old timeline and kind of we just move forward with a a general kind of take. And like in next movie, Idris Elba walks in, oh, Bond, you look a bit different. Have you had haircut? Ha ha, lol, let's move on to the next mission. Um, Wait a second, you're black. <laughs> Are you being racist, Ed? Not at all. <laughs> Didn't someone... you used to be a man? <laughs> what are those things on your chest? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of, it is that very unique situation uh, that we do face with this one. One thing um, that I, I'm just reading here on a screen rant analysis of this trailer, which I didn't even pick up until there's a screenshot of it. Uh, I love the little scene where Daniel Craig's sitting, I'm guessing, in M's office, and he's wearing a visitor tag. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of like, I guess, playing onto that whole scene of, you know, Bond, James Bond, like they don't know who he is. Yeah. Uh, it's just James Bond sitting there with a visitor tag on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, totally unique, yeah. Just uh, looks fantastic. Um, the, the music, can we just talk briefly about the music? Uh, I mean, 
the trailer is always great when it comes to the way they edit music and the theme. We obviously were very disappointed after Spectre that we never got that rebooted on a Majesty's oh, yeah. Secret Service theme. Still waiting for that after all these years. But just the music sounds fantastic. Hans Zimmer, they've announced yeah. the date that the the soundtrack comes out. I'm, I'm reckon I'm going to pre-order it because sort of the only CD I generally ever buy now is the, uh, the Bond because I've got all the other ones on compact disc. Remember them, people? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, any, any take on, on the music in this trailer? Yeah, that's the main thing that I think really gave me the classic Bond vibe was that dun, 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 dun. like it's, it's such a great idea to, to use that. And I, I, we haven't really talked that much about this, but the big deal of Skyfall was this is the 50th anniversary. They're not making an anniversary deal out of this, but it is the 25th Bond movie. That's just as landmark as a 50th anniversary, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so maybe they're just trying to promote this in a way where it really ties into the other Bond movies and and gets old fans back into it. But I mean, it worked for me because as soon as I heard that music, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a classic James Bond movie. Which would be great if they did sort of a Justice League style thing where they kind of sampled, uh, you know, Batman and Superman and things yeah. like that from classic. I mean, imagine if, you know, Hans Zimmer sampled some old Bond scores like that would be. Well, like. John yeah. Barry's 007 theme, the, the mm. du, 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 like, yeah, yeah well, let's rework that back in there. And I think with Hans Zimmer, my worry would have been, it would be the exact opposite. It would be so modern. It would sound like the dark Knight, or it would sound like, uh, um, inception. And if the trailer is presenting, I don't know if this is Hans Zimmer's music, but if the trailer is presenting at least what the sound of this movie is going to be, Hans Zimmer is going against, what Hans Zimmer does, and he's making a traditional movie score. Hey, remember that Billie Eilish sung the theme for this movie? Have we forgotten about that? <laughs> I I wonder, like, they've, they've had an extra couple months. Maybe they've picked a new person? <laughs> She's just all of a sudden gone like, whoa, like, what? I did a Bond thing? Like, even she doesn't remember that she did one. <laughs> this movie's going to come out in November. And like, she's going to get an invitation in the mail. Like, Billie Eilish, you were quarterly invited to the world premiere of No Time to Die. She's like, what? What's this? What's this? What's yeah. it? What's a brother's name? Phineas. Phineas. What's no time to die? <laughs> and when they hear Twenty One Pilots do the theme song, they're like, "Oh, that's great! I'm so glad they got those guys." <laughs> oh my bonds are feeling Yeah. Um, it, it's. I don't know if there's been any other sort of news really to to talk about. I mean, seriously, on the Oz Network, we obviously just talk Tenant, and kind of that's a bit of good news that we've got a big blockbuster at the cinemas. At the moment, it looks as though uh, Wonder Woman is on the way in October. So kind of we're, we're ticking the boxes when it comes to these big ones that kept getting delayed. Uh, it's, it's actually really funny. I looked at a post from 12 months ago and basically me talking about how, oh, it's only a certain amount of time till Bond comes out like in a couple yeah. of months. And here we are. Um, so I don't know if there's anything that I've missed in this trailer or that you want to talk about or any other news when it comes to Bond uh, that uh, we, we should talk about in this episode because this might be the... I don't think we generally do a preview episode, do we? So this is possibly the last chance we're going to get to talk about it until we actually yeah. do a, a proper uh, review episode, I guess. Uh, I think we just need to one more time check in on Pierce. Uh, All right, yep, See if Pierce has anything else to add. Pierce? Oh, okay. Uh, I... What was that ding sound? I think I heard that. What was yeah. that? Sounded like a beep. Yeah, like a ding or something like that. Um, yeah. Oh, he doesn't know well, what you, it is either. You, so. Pierce, you're on the case, okay? You you check back with us on our next episode and let us know what you think that was. Yes, thank you. I don't oh. want to have to do this ever again. He doesn't ever want to do it again. Well, that's awkward. Um, <laughs> okay, well... 
Fine. Fine. (laughs) We'll just get Timothy Dalton then. Yeah. He's, um, you know whatever actually fun random thing and i want to remember this moment to see if we can bring it up when we cover beautician and the beast in uh whenever that will be <laughs> i um i randomly watched the 40 year old virgin the other day and uh there's a scene in it when uh i don't know if you've seen it. of course you've probably seen 40 year old virgin but yeah. um paul rudd stands up to jane lynch's character basically because she keeps playing the same dvd over and over again in the store and paul rudd at one point goes i would rather watch beautician and the beast on repeat all day <laughs> than this crap and I was like, hey. <laughs> so, oh, there's uh, the title yeah. for our Beautician and the Beast recap. <laughs> Paul Rudd would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. Um, and, and Colin, can you give us your best Paul Rudd impersonation, please, for those who listen to the Oz Network? I- I'm Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh, it's like he's on the line. It really is. It really is like he's on the line. Um, but I mean, we're obviously releasing this sort of, uh, beginning of September. So we're, we're on two months essentially until this comes out, but I mean, it does feel like it's been a bit longer <laughs> than we've had yeah. to wait for this. This will be the, the second longest gap ever, I believe in between Bond releases. So, um, yeah, this is, this is kind of exciting, Colin. <laughs> we're here. I think we've finally crossed the final hurdle, haven't we? <laughs> Yeah, it seems like it was just six months ago we said this movie's just around the corner. Yes, and it's, it's actually kind of funny listening to those old Spectre trailer episodes and everything. Uh, even at the end of our Spectre recap, when we're basically like, oh, we'll be back in like three years for our Bond yeah. 25 <laughs> cap. 2020, and we're still waiting. The one thing I'll say, though, like a slight tangent, but we'll get back to No Time to Die, is that I really do hope, and we've talked about this before, that A, we don't have a five-year gap between Bond 26, yeah. but... To me, it makes most sense to do a turnaround as quick as I can to get it released in 2022 so we can have the 60th anniversary, but it's Mm -hmm. probably not going to happen. But, um, I mean, who knows? We could get the surprise reveal of who the next Bond is in this movie and then straight away they can get into filming. I don't know, but... um I mean, well, I don't know where that's not that, that point, crazy. But... <laughs> if, if you think about the fact that this movie was finished back in April, the one thing that they can do current during COVID is write a script and pre-production. So it could very well already be underway. And uh, the, the only thing I, I want to say is when we eventually do get the new bond, if they do this 2022, how great would it be if they get Martin Campbell to be the guy to introduce every new bond? Yeah. That what well, actually and go back and redirect, uh, you know, Doctor No and uh, exactly, yeah, <laughs> live and let die. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Every Bond, you're very technical there, Colin. Um, yeah, exactly. No, David I'd, Niven. <laughs> I'd agree. I think it would be pretty cool, though. I'm still hanging out for that Christopher Nolan Bond movie. So, oh yeah, since know. the one we just got, Tenet was not what it was cracked up to be. <laughs> Robert Pattinson could be Bond. <laughs> you you know? never know. He's flavor of the month at the moment. He's Batman, so yeah. <laughs> He's got who, COVID. He does. Does he? Does Robert Pattinson have COVID? You didn't know that? No, I knew that The Rock yeah. had COVID. I mean, that's when COVID gets serious. That The Rock gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah Tom Robert Hanks Pattinson. is one thing, but The Rock. <laughs> Robert Pattinson tested positive, uh, so they're. Shooting non-Batman scenes right now on Batman. Uh, just along the lines of The Rock, I, I sent this to a friend of mine last night because I, I enjoyed this. Uh, a tweet, somebody tweeted, The Rock announced that he, his wife, and their two daughters have recovered from COVID. They first suspected they had it when no one could smell what he was cooking. I'm like, <laughs> all right. That, that's good. <laughs> that, that's funny. That, that's, I will give that one. That's very good. See, it's, it's kind of weird with Rob Pattinson. Six months ago, if you told me you'd gotten COVID, I'd be like, yeah, okay, so... 
Now I'm like, no, not Robert Pattinson. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not Batman. The one good thing about tenants. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I guess final thoughts. Final, last time you get to say anything before, because we'll say this now. We'll call it right now. We will not do another No Time to Die episode <laughs> no. before it's released, unless it's like officially cancelled. Like yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig dies, or I don't know, but uh, I believe ben, this... <laughs> you've got to stop that! <laughs> sorry, sorry. We've just lost Chadwick Boseman. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Did I say anything recently about Chadwick Boseman? I was a bit concerned. Like oh, I legitimately no. <laughs> was a little bit. I need to go back over the tapes. Did I mention anything bad about Chadwick Boseman recently? I, I'm sorry if I did. Uh, in all seriousness, rest of, that was that was pretty sad. Like that, I'm not oh, even yeah. joking about that. That came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, Chadwick Boseman would have been a good Bond if we're going down that path. <laughs> yeah. If we're going, if I, we, I prefer him over Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah. No, and there's nothing against Idris Elba. Idris Elba's just old. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman, you know? Oh, there's a... Anyway, uh, final thoughts. Colin, uh, this is it. No time to die. Forever speak your peace. This is the last time. Make bold bold predictions. Go out on a limb here. We can play this tape in a couple of months and go, oh, Colin said that Bond's getting a sex change and he was right. Like, <laughs> go for it right now. I'm going to say only one thing, and that's that this will be the greatest James Bond movie since 2015. <laughs> um, I am going to say that this will... Be good. Um, <laughs> this is what you tune in for, people. Please the sign end. up for our Patreon. <laughs> the end. Then in depth analysis of No Time to Die after five years of waiting. This movie will be good. Good. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Um, but like, I, I've got a different vibe to this. As we twelve months ago, this was the Rise of Skywalker. We're like, oh, please be yeah. good. Please be good. It was a little bit different. We had Last Jedi to go off and we, you know, we, I think all of us had that in the back of our mind that this could be rubbish and it kind of was. So I, I feel different with this though because I feel that the Craig movies have have generally built up to something that I feel we're going to get something really good. Even if we do go the woke path with female Bond at the end, which I'm very fearful of. I still feel I'm going to come out of this movie with a smile on my face. I'm satisfied and it's good. And I, I want to play this clip on our review episode if this is shit. All right. I want to <laughs> right now, Ben has played this clip on our review episode in a couple of months because it's like the worst Bond movie ever. And we're so mad at what they've done. They've done a Toy Story 4 and shadow over the <laughs> franchise with a terrible ending. I'm playing this clip right now. But if this is the only time you ever hear this clip, then you know it's been a good movie. So, uh, Ben, you've played this clip in the review episode. Good job. On to the episode and bagging out how crap it is that uh, Madeline Swan is actually James Bond. But I, I um, love that the, the build-up <laughs> towards that, the, the the length at which you went to basically say, I feel like this movie will be good. We are going to be recapping Ben's comments on this being good on a future episode because his prediction is that dynamite. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say that at least on 007, I've been genuinely pretty accurate. The Oz Network, not so like, Yes, you, you said know. a James Bond actor is going to die and he died. You nailed right? it. I did. So my success rate on 007 
pretty good, okay? <laughs> you know? So this is where I'm hopeful. But um, no, I, 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 I really have a very good feeling about this movie. In all seriousness, I actually have a very good feeling about mm. this film. Uh, it also helps that we're in 2020, not 2019, where movies have generally surprised <laughs> and been good and not the other way around. So maybe it was a good thing that they delayed this until 2020. It's, it's extra hopeful. So, yeah, I, I mean, just bring it on. I, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of sitting around waiting for like, oh, when's this movie coming out? I've, I've had the taste of a big screen new movie in the last week or so. I'm, I'm getting my taste of my bond. I want my bond and I'm getting my bond. And I'm actually going to say this right now. I'm actually a little sad. This is Daniel Craig's last film. I yes. Five years ago when we were talking about Spectre, I said I was ready for him to go. Now I'm kind of sad. <laughs> so, it, yeah, well, I don't know what's wrong with me, Colin. <laughs> You've caught something. I don't know. Oh, I've caught it might Craig be 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, you've got Craig 19. <laughs> Instead of coughing, you just like get a six pack. Uh, instead of being harder to breathe, you just have like tears coming down your face because you're sad that Eva Green's dead. Um, occasionally so, get the urge to slit your wrists, you know. Just occasionally every now and then. But then you're actually really, really polite and you're married to Rachel Vice, So it's kind of, yes. it's actually like the, the positive things there with, it, with Craig 19, you know. <laughs> The pandemic that many people have caught since 2006, and finally now I, I could. He's not. He's, okay, he's not the best Bond ever. I still rank him where I rank him on my Bond list. Don't get me wrong, and I'm still not going to hold these movies in this era up higher than a lot of the other ones. But I, I, I respect this man. It's like it's like Roger Moore. You know, he had to die for me to like him. So, um, there you go. Oh, we. And I guess also whole, the whole recapping him for like 28 hours also helped. But. Um, Quite illuminating recap there, Ben. Thank you, Roger, from the grave. Appreciate it. Rich Roger Moore. Oh, that was like Roger Moore. It was really Paul Rudd, Roger Moore. You know what actually really scared me is that it was... Actually, this is a... We should mention this quickly. Happy 90th birthday to Sean Connery, who very recently oh, yeah. did turn 90. Fantastic. And there was a, an amazing, like, long tribute to him on an Australian network that I saw somebody share on Facebook. But I got very worried when they're like, oh, we haven't seen him in a while and he never gets health. I, I, I kind of got fearful that this is going to be like one of those, like, we're just going to wake up one day and there's a tweet. Like, just like, stop saying things like that. But this is like. You're going to kill Daniel Craig and Sean Connery in the same episode? Daniel Craig is going to go around to Sean Connery's house to say hello. Uh, he's going to cough on Sean Connery and Sean Connery is going to die. And then Daniel Craig is going to walk out of the house and like trip and hit his head. Um, and <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to jail. I'm going to be in jail in 2020. This is, this is where this is going. Um, we, we, are, we're so excited for no time to die. We'd love to hear what you're thinking out there. Uh, you know, thoughts, everything along those lines, because this is it. We're in the home stretch. We've mentioned that so many times and we will be talking about this movie next in a, I guess we, what we did with Spectre, of course, is we did sort of a spoiler review without recapping it. So ultimately we will do our full three, four hour recap when this is released, yeah. you know, in digital media. And we will do our very best to hold out until Noah's available. Cause I, I feel that if we like recaps, I really do want to have all three of us. I think kind of that's, yeah. that's one we need to keep up with the three of us. So we will hold out for that. But ultimately we will have similar to what we did with Spectre. I believe Noah and I had just come home 
uh, from seeing it that night and you had been hanging out for a week or something, I think, from memory. Yeah. So, again, we will try our very best to get Noah on the line as well for that and, uh, you know, bring like an hour, two hour just review with spoilers. So stay tuned for that. But, of course, we've also got our long-awaited next recap of a Bond actor, Uh, our Roger Moore movie. What is it even called again? The Man Who Knew Too Much or something? The Man Who Haunted Himself. The Man Who Haunted Himself. What's The Man Who Knew Too Much? Um, Isn't that a Simpsons thing? No, that's that's an Alfred Hitchcock movie, but I hope that your thought is The Simpsons. Because the Simpsons, Alfred Hitchcock often get uh, confused. So uh, the man who haunted himself, we, we honestly have been meaning to do it, but unfortunately we've been a bit busy, life, COVID, all that kind of stuff. So that will be coming soon. So stay tuned for that. So I'm excited to do that. And I'm also excited to announce that we've still got Patreon out there. And boy, oh boy, have they been flying we- off the shelf. <laughs> we are ready for your money, people. <laughs> Sitting, waiting. Just... Looking at our watch, going, it's a dollar, anyone? Bueller, Bueller, one dollar? Like, really? No one can afford a dollar, guys? God, like, we got some great tears. We, we really do. Pierce Bros's chest hair for you. I mean, I'm sure James Bond Radio offers you, like, actual content, but do they call their tears Pierce Brosnan chest? No. You know? Like... Come on, people, hey, all right? We are the only one that has Pierce Brosnan on the line. If I tell you what, if you sign up, if we get one Patreon between now and our next episode, I will never play this clip ever again. There. If you're sick of me I playing Die Another Day, it can't be Colin. It can't be Colin. All right. Our first Patreon, Jamie Hilding. <laughs> Ian Hilding signed up to <laughs> Bryn Groves. Um, I love I love the we're like, you know, oh, we still don't have a subscriber. We briefly mentioned our last episode a month and a half ago when we said we'll be back in two weeks, people. <laughs> We've actually been sitting around our rooms listening to Sam Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to subscribe. That's what we've actually been doing. Um, but uh, there you go. Wow, I've set the bar high. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, someone's going to subscribe now. Yes, uh, please. <laughs> damn it. Far out, Ben. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that out and post. No one will ever hear that. Um, <laughs> this has been exciting. We'll be back soon, hopefully. And uh, bring on No Time to Die. My name is Ben. And I don't have a closing. (laughs) I have the best closing ever. (laughs) Jamie just must have overheard us and she just texted me. So my name is Colin and in the words of Jamie Hilding, I'll subscribe only if I get weekly pictures of my inbox of shirtless James Bond, preferably Sean Connery. isn't dead. James, fate draws us back together. Now your enemy is my enemy. His name is Seven. And what does he want? Revenge. Me. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. 
come back to play. There's a young lady in Santiago I want you to meet. You're late. When you're ready. Salute. I met you on new double O. She's a disarming young woman. I get why you shot him. Yeah, well, everyone tries at least once. James Bond. We both eradicate people to make the world a better place. I just want to be a little tidier. Nope. Harder to tell the good from bad, villains from heroes these days. What is it? You don't know what this is. He's going to kill millions. If we don't do this, there will be nothing left to save.